This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Utilizing tools like these help to put the situation in an easy-to-understand format for you and your partner, and it actually opens up some great conversations on where you want to go in the future once this debt is completely paid off. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do three different things. First, I'm going to be sharing two powerful debt elimination strategies, the debt snowball versus debt avalanche. And second, we're back with our debt-free living segment. This quarter, we're going to be featuring Megan Jones from Atlanta, who paid off $90,000 of debt by partnering with her husband and growing her income as a realtor. And last but not least, my son Calvin's going to be joining me for another good word. With all the not-so-great news out there, Calvin and I are going to be celebrating some good news. All right, let's jump into today's show. If you sometimes have a hard time believing you're ever going to come up with enough money to pay off all your debts, rest assured, you're not alone. Between student loans, personal loans, car loans, credit card debts, and other common offenders, recent statistics show that the average American is now grappling with over $100,000 worth of outstanding debts. And 6000 of that is with super high interest credit card debt. Yes, you've heard the news that Americans are now in over $1 trillion of credit card debt. With interest rates on the rise and inflation showing no signs of slowing down anytime soon, sometimes paying off debt can seem like an epic feat. Trust me. I get it, because I've been there. Back in 2010, when Nicole and I were newlyweds, we decided to set out on a quest to become debt-free. The only problem was that between the two of us, we had found ourselves challenged with climbing out of a $50,000 hole, $30,000 of my student loans, and $20,000 of a car loan from Nicole. Despite our circumstances, not only were we able to reach our shared goal, but we picked up a lot of great lessons about money along the way. One piece of advice I often find myself passing along to my coaching clients is that while paying off debt requires discipline, it also requires a solid strategy. Imagine two teams facing off against each other. The first has a coach who has taken the time to build a sound strategy based on the individual talents of each of his players. The second coach is feeling a bit overwhelmed by the entire game and ends up sending out whoever's next on the bench and hoping for the best. It doesn't take a statistical genius to guess which team is probably going to go home with the gold, right? Tackling debt is no different. Many of us get caught in the trap of throwing extra money at whatever bill happens to come in first without ever creating a solid debt management plan. But if you're ready to really get your head in the game, then I'd like to introduce you to two popular strategies, the debt snowball method and the debt avalanche method. Each 
snowy named strategy is designed to help you pay off your debt faster and save money by paying less interest in the long run, thereby creating more financial freedom for you and your family. The debt snowball method is a strategic approach to debt repayment that involves focusing on paying your smallest debts first. You then target your next smallest debt and so on until you're debt free. The debt avalanche method involves paying off whichever debt has the highest interest rate first. Then you shift your focus to the one with the next highest interest rate until all your debts are effectively wiped out. Now, which is the best way to pay? The truth is, there's no wrong answer. In the end, it may come down to anything from personal preference to which strategy feels the most manageable for your financial situation. In this episode, we're going to explore both strategies. But first, let's take a look at the key ingredient that both the debt snowball and the debt avalanche methods have in common. Let's talk about the first step in tackling debt. In order for either the debt snowball or avalanche method to work, you first need to line up your metaphorical team players. Just like our strategically minded coach we talked about earlier, it's going to be impossible to create a winning playbook until you understand exactly what you're working with. The secret to both the snowball method and the debt avalanche is paying more than your monthly minimum payment on one debt at a time. I know, coming up with the extra funds isn't always easy. But the terrible truth is that while making your minimum monthly payments may help keep you afloat, it's doing little to improve your financial health in the long run. This is often particularly true in the case of credit cards. Simply making low monthly payments while continuing to rack up more debt is a recipe for staying trapped in an endless debt cycle. Whether you decide to tackle your debts with the debt snowball or the debt avalanche or pretty much any other debt repayment plan, the first step is getting clear about how much you owe and how much interest you're paying. So your first task will be to create a list of all your debts along with the following information. Your balance owed, your interest rate, and your minimum monthly payment. Now, for the sake of example, let's imagine you come up with the following list. Credit card, you got a $2,000 balance on that card and you're paying 20% interest rate. And then maybe you have a HELOC loan, a home equity line of credit, and you owe $25,000 on that, but it's got a lower rate of about 6%. And then maybe let's say you got a medical debt of about $500 with a 4% interest rate. Once you've completed your list, you are off to a great start. That's really how we start to improve. Once we have information and knowledge in front of us, then we can make informed decisions. Now it's time to take things a step further by creating another list that breaks down a list of all your monthly living expenses. Detail how much money you spend each month on everything from food and clothing to utility bills and rent and everything else. This list sounds suspiciously like a budget, right? You're not wrong. <laughs> the idea here is to get a handle on how much money you make each month versus how much you absolutely have to spend on living expenses and those minimum payments, of course. You may even want to tweak your budget here in order to free up as much money as you can to pay off debt. 
Once you've gone through that exercise, you now know how much money you can set aside each month, and then it's time to decide on which strategy you want to use to become debt-free. You see what we did there? We found out how much is coming in, how much is going out, and then we figured out how to grow that gap in between our income and expenses, and now it's time to clobber that debt. So without further ado, let's look at the differences between the debt snowball and the debt avalanche methods. All right, debt snowball first. As you now know, the debt snowball approach works by lining up all of your debts from smallest balance to largest. One of the biggest pros of creating a debt snowball and sending it rolling down the hill is watching your debts disappear one by one and it's going to provide you that nice little psychological boost. Each time a debt is eliminated, you'll also end up with more money to put toward the next debt. Let's demonstrate how the debt snowball method works by imagining the plight of a 20-something parent named Credit Card Carly. Throughout her 20s, Carly got a little charge card happy and then got married and now finds herself facing several thousand dollars worth of credit card debt while her and her husband are trying to figure out their financial future. Let's talk about her list of debts, and they include the following. She's got a Visa card with $900 on it, and it's got an interest rate of, let's say, 20%. She's got an Amex card with about $2,500 on it. Let's say that's got 18% of an interest rate. And then one of those store credit cards, you know, like when you go into the clothing store and you get that that credit card because they give you a deal. Now that's got about $500 on it. And that's got, oh, I don't know, 24% interest rate. Man, these start to really add up, right? So Carly takes a look at her debt and decides that the debt snowball method sounds right for her. So she arranges her debts, starting with the lowest credit card debt balance and working her way down. So with that example, we'd start with the store credit card since it only has a $500 debt amount. Then we'd go to that Visa card at $900 and then to the Amex card at $2,400. After creating a solid budget, Carly discovers that she can cover her monthly living expenses and make the minimum payments on each card with $300 extra a month to put towards extra payments. If she sticks to the plan, then she should be able to cross off her store credit card from that list in just a few months. After paying off her first debt, Carly will have her original $300 per month to put towards her then Visa card, as well as extra money that she no longer has to put towards minimum payments on that store credit card. When she pays off her Visa card, she'll then have a total of $375 each month to put towards her Amex card. You see how this goes, one after the other after the other. But there's one important caveat. In order to keep her debt snowball from melting, Carly's also going to have to resolve to stop using each and every credit card that she wants to pay off. Even if she needs to readjust her budget and only ends up with $200 extra per month to put toward paying off her debt, it's worth the trade-off to make sure her debts are shrinking instead of growing. Now, let's talk about it from the debt avalanche side of things. So with the debt avalanche, that involves arranging your debts from the highest interest rate 
to the lowest interest rate. So the idea is that by paying off higher interest debt first, you'll end up saving more money in the long run. So this works well for our math-minded folks, as opposed to maybe our our emotional or psychological-minded folks like me. Let's illustrate how the debt avalanche method works with the story of homeowner Hal and his wife, Haley. There's a lot of alliteration going on here. Hal and Haley have decided the time has come to take care of their debt so that they can both enjoy a stress-free retirement in their future. So they sit down and assemble a list of their debts, which includes something like this. Haley has a credit card balance of $850 at a 20% interest rate. And then Hal's got a credit card of $6,000 at a 23% interest rate. And then Hal's got some student loans of about $5,000 at 5% interest rate. And then Haley's got some auto loans of $15,000 at 10%. And then they've got some collective medical bills for their family at $2,000 with an interest rate of 3%. Now, since Hal and Haley want to rid themselves of high interest payments as quickly as possible, they agree that the debt avalanche method is best for them. So they proceed to arrange their list with the higher interest debt at the top. That would be Hal's credit card at 23%, and then Haley's credit card at 20%, and then the car loan at 10%, the student loans at 5%, and then those medical bills at 3%. So as you see, it cascades down, making it a bit easier as they go. So after agreeing to set aside $500 extra each month, Hal and Haley proceed to chip away at the credit card debt, and then eventually the car loan, and then eventually the student loans, and eventually the medical bills. Now, as long as they follow this plan, they'll continually wipe out their debt and eventually become a debt-free couple. Now, as you're listening to this, you might have come across something called debt consolidation. Now, depending on your personal circumstances, there may be situations when considering debt consolidation makes sense. If you're struggling to pay off your debts due to obscenely high interest rates, then it may be worth looking into credit cards that offer a 0% introductory balance transfer or a low interest debt consolidation loan. Just use caution with this approach, though, and make sure to read the fine print. If the lower interest rates are subject to change over time, then you'll want to make certain that you pay off your balance before the introductory rate expires, particularly if there's a chance they could morph into higher interest rates than you're already paying. And if you feel like this move is more just to put a Band-Aid on a problem and you feel like you're probably going to end up back in the situation in a year or two, then it's probably not the smartest move. It's just smarter to just start attacking it immediately instead of creating another to-do on your list. Now, no matter which debt repayment strategy you choose, as long as you stick with it, there's no stopping you from achieving your goals, especially if you're partnering with a spouse. While it may take time and discipline, there is nothing more rewarding than the freedom of living debt-free, I will tell you from experience. Now, to help you get started, I would highly recommend joining up with a budgeting app like Mint or Monarch Money to help you manage money better as a couple. 
utilizing tools like these help to put the situation in an easy to understand format for you and your partner. And it actually opens up some great conversations on where you want to go in the future once this debt is completely paid off. So if you've made it this far in the conversation, I want to congratulate you on taking the first step to overcoming your debt and best of luck along your debt-free journey. Well, enough from my side, everyone. I want to hear from you. Where do you fall on the debt snowball versus debt avalanche conversation? Which method do you think would work better for your situation? Or maybe you've used one of these in the past. Which method worked better for you? Please let us know by sharing this episode on social media and tagging me at Marriage Kids and Money on Instagram or Facebook or at Andy Hill MKM on LinkedIn. Let's keep the conversation going, everybody. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. For some people like me, debt can feel like an incredible weight on your shoulders. After carrying that weight for a while, there comes a time when you say, I'm done with this. On our debt-free living segment today, we're going to interview Megan Jones from Atlanta, Georgia. Megan and her husband, Chad 
became debt-free after paying off around $90,000 of debt in their 20s. Today, we're going to learn how they accomplished this family financial goal and what they're doing with their money now. Welcome to the show, Megan. Hi, I'm so glad and excited to be here, Andy. Thank you so much for bringing us on. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you here and to have you share this story with us and inspire other families out there looking to clobber their debt. So let's talk about why you wanted to become debt-free in the first place. You know, honestly, before we, Chad and I became a family, I, I just had in my head, I was tired of working and not enjoying the fruits of my labor, so to speak. It was like, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, and it just wasn't a good cycle. I already kind of felt bogged down at work, so why did I want to feel extra bogged down with the money I was getting from work? And it was just vanishing. I would get a paycheck, especially after that first big girl job and the money just disappeared to debt after debt after debt. And then I'm left with like zero to nothing, having to do it all over again. And it was just a really interesting mindset to have. And it was very depressing, honestly, to to do that and be in a rabbit race, as we like to call it, a rat race. And so I wanted to get out of it. I like your rabbit race because it feels more appropriate because we're just running around like crazy, like rabbits, trying to figure it all out. And it doesn't make any sense. So let's talk about the debt that you had at that time. Tell us about what this $90,000 was. So I will say that 70000 was little old me. Chad had about twenty. dollars uh, Bless his soul for still marrying me. <laughs> but the 70000 accumulated was I had a luxury car, which was about $40,000. And then I had credit card debt. Luckily, it wasn't student loans. I was able to get through school. But what I didn't understand was the concept of credit cards. I got all excited because they would approve me for these large amounts. And I would swipe, 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 swipe. And I remember I asking my mom, hey, mom, they said I owe somebody. Who, who do I owe? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it didn't make sense because my mom had honestly prepared me. I had a credit card with her, but I think it just was different when you get on your own and you're not having to pay that credit card that you're like, wait, what? I thought this was still connected to yours, mom. I thought you were taking care of it. So I had racked up tons of debt from electronics at Best Buy to furnishing my new house to, you know, nails, hair, you name it. I was swiping, honey, out of control. And so that's where that came from. My husband had a little bit of student loans, and then a little bit of credit card debt as well. I love that story because that's so true. I did the same thing when I graduated from college. I'm like, well, I'm going to start adulting and just do all the things that my parents did, but I didn't have the money that they did and the financial literacy that they did on how to handle all of it. So let's talk about how you eliminated that $90,000 of debt. What steps did you take once you realized, oh, this is mine for taking care of? How did you do it? Did you guys increase income, decrease expenses? Talk to us about that. I love that question. It was a little bit of two things. I guess for my personal journey first, I will say I started my debt-free journey before Chad and I even got engaged. So that's good. And what clicked was the Dave Ramsey plan, honestly, was baby steps. And I started with that. I saved $1,000 and then I started snowballing my debt. What was crazy though is I did realize I needed to increase my income, which kind of forced me out of the job I had. And so I started side hustling. I created a consulting business. I started Uber and Lyft, selling clothes, barting, you name it. I was collecting every dollar I could. And then I finally switched careers and got into real estate, which really increased my income. 
And then I decrease expenses, going out like crazy, eating out with my friends. If I had food at home, y'all better just bring me a sandwich from Chick-fil-A because I'm not <laughs> paying $12 to go eat with y'all. And then $15 more to catch an Uber to go drink with y'all or whatever we were doing. So I did cut back on a lot of things and started getting serious about where my money was going and what was coming in and what was a priority. And the debt became the first priority. Everything else had to wait. I love that. Talk to me about those difficult conversations with those friends, because I think that's tough for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people understand the math. Okay, make more and then use that money to pay off the debt. But talk about those difficult conversations with friends where you had to say no right now. Yeah, you know, honestly, it became more difficult for me because I'm like a socialite. They would just ask me one or two times and I'd be like, no, I'm not going. But then at home, I have that FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. I'm seeing their stories. But I had to remember, do I want a quick Snapchat story of happiness and then I'm looking back at the credit card bill of why this night cost $100? Or do I want to eventually be able to look at the bigger picture and what is this holding me back from? So it was more the harder conversations with myself to keep me disciplined. My friends supported me, but I don't think it was the support of like being in it with you. It wasn't accountability support. It was just like, okay, girl, you ain't going. We'll see you next time, you know? So that part wasn't difficult. I think the biggest difficult conversation was when Chad and I did get engaged and we had to break down numbers together and look at who is making what, who owes what, whose credit is what. People don't realize that Debt also impacts your credit, which impacts larger purchases, your house, your, you know, credit cards. If you do get some and use it as a debit, like it just continues to roll like a domino effect. So the hard conversations had to be personal with me and then with my husband. Well, now husband. Obviously, after those conversations, you guys were able to have that transparency and openness. And that led into a great marriage now with one kid and and one on the way. Is that right? Yeah, one kid and one on the way. And still to this day, we have like, we could call it the finance talk. And it can be difficult because we're still navigating, you know, being newly married for just two years or so, how to still intertwine things and what's a priority, what's not to make sure we don't fall back into the trap of debt, you know? Talk to us about your general income range, maybe when you started and where you are today. So when I started, I was making about $55,000 at my big girl job. And, you know, back then I thought that was great. And it is depending on how you manage your money. Sometimes it's not about making more. It's about how you manage it. But then when I got into real estate, that skyrocketed just because of the hard work I put in. And I was able to reach six figure incomes and continue that. My husband was somewhere around the same thing. And then he transitioned, was making more about 75 to 80. And then he transitioned to real estate to help me with the business. So now we're both able to have that limitless income potential and continue to stay debt free. So it it definitely doubled, you know, more, but I was able to, to do it. My part, I will say, before we got married, we were debt free on my end before we got married because I just didn't want to take my baggage onto him being that it was so much and then expect him to like, you know, handle what I had brought forth to this lovely union. (laughs) I think that's beautiful. I did the exact opposite. I brought a bunch of debt in and then had my wife help me pay it off. In fact, I bought her engagement ring with my student loans. So she ended up helping pay off her own engagement ring. Talk about that for romance. I was going to say, those are the difficult (laughs) conversations, but you know what? 
it doesn't matter when you have somebody that you can do it with. You know what I mean? You just are able to love on each other in different ways and know that you have that same end goal. So hats off to y'all, whatever way you got there for doing it. Gotta love the partnership, right? When you get married, it's at least two people to win in the wins and then also share in the losses as well. Well, let's talk about when you guys were able to pay that off and how things are different for you now. Like, what are you doing with that extra money now that you don't have to worry about debt? Absolutely. So I love that question. So I think, number one, my husband probably would wish we were probably still in debt a little bit so I could spend less. (laughs) But no, seriously, what we're really doing with our money now is, number one, it's investing in our businesses to make sure that they can grow to where we want them to be. We invested in rental properties and now have some passive income. We also invest in what I like to call family self-care, so vacations, mini projects around the house, but also our kids. So we had a savings goal that we wanted to reach, which we did. And now with two kids, we were actually just talking about up in that and like creating different savings and and funds for them. So we have some even future goals that we need to start working towards. But that's kind of where the money's going to enjoy each other, you know, to to be able to experience certain things that we may not have before. We just came back from Aruba and that was absolutely wonderful. Uh, We've been vacationing once a month, actually, since we got pregnant again, because I know I'm about to be on lockdown, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Do it while you can, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where the dollars are going right now. I love that. So I'm thinking about the different times in Megan's life now. We talked about in the beginning of our conversation, you making a good amount of money for what you needed as a young woman, being like, man, all this is going towards the bills and the debts. And now you're in a position combined with your husband and your thriving businesses where you guys have plenty and an ability to enjoy life now. Where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years with your money situation? And where do you want to be that makes you just as excited to keep pushing forward? You know, I love that question. And I used to think that it was a certain number. It's really not. It's a feeling of being able to do what comes to your mind within reason without worrying about money, right? So the other day I was just telling him I wanted to do the baby shower a certain way. And then I was like, do I really want to do it that way? And he had me thinking like, okay, do you want to do it that way? Because that's just what you think you want or what do you really want? And then plan from there. So I think in the future, it's just about having a safety net times three. You know, they talk about three to six months, but I now want safety nets for one to two years or three to four years, depending on if more kids come and I don't want to work or whatever the case may be. So that's one thing. And the second thing would be to start being able to give back a little bit more. We do an annual Christmas giveaway, but I would love to be able to do something maybe even quarterly or maybe host more events for people and, you know, different resources that we can offer and provide because you're blessed to be a blessing. And also travel. Once the kids get a little bit older, I do want to experience seeing travel even more. I want to hit Paris and I want to hit Africa and I want to, you know, do all the things. So that's kind of the vision I see and whatever dollar sign that is, 
then that's what I need. <laughs> I love that. Good for you. And I love the ability to design the life that's unique to you and Chad and maybe say, hey, this is what fits best for us right now. So I think that's fantastic. Megan, somebody's listening right now and they probably have, you know, call it $50,000 of debt, maybe a hundred, close to $100,000 of debt like you did when you guys started out. What's one piece of advice that you'd leave with them to motivate them to pay down this debt and start living the life that they're excited about? Yeah, you know, I love that question. And this may sound like a basic answer. But the first thing I would say is doing a audit of your income, your finances, your expenses. It was so eye opening to just see what I was making versus what I was spending and where I could cut back that that motivated me. If you don't even know or have an idea of what's happening in your finances, you can't really be excited to plan or set goals or make action. So I would say, Take that first step to just look at your checking account, look at your savings account, look at your credit card account, really dig deep into that and figure out what is going on so you can then start making a change and be inspired and motivated to make a change. And when the motivation dies down, you can look at those numbers again and feel that determination and that discipline to then get that big picture result that you're wanting to have. So get that Excel spreadsheet out or sticky notes or a notebook and start looking at those numbers seriously. I love it. Megan, I'm inspired right now listening to this. Where can people connect with you? Maybe learn more from you, follow you on Instagram, whatever. Tell people where they can connect with you. I absolutely am an Instagram lover. So you can follow me at Megan Jones and it's M-A-E-G-H-A-N, Megan Jones, J-O-N-E-S. And then you can also check out my website, MeganJones.com slash links or, you know, forward slash links. And that has everything from my real estate business to my coaching business to even some videos that I did on a little bit more in depth on things I did to get debt free on YouTube. So you'll find everything there. And Andy, I'm just so glad you're doing this. I think that this is a conversation that needs to be had more and more and more. Thank you for even having me and having this platform to do this. Thank you, Megan. I appreciate it. And if you guys are in the Atlanta area, check her out for real estate. I think you guys would be hitting it big with Megan. Megan, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome, Andy. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific situation. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do a quick favor for our family. Please share your favorite Marriage, Kids, and Money episode on social media and tag your friend Andy at Marriage, Kids, and Money on Instagram and Facebook or at Andy Hill MKM on LinkedIn. To encourage you to share your favorite episode, we're going to be giving away some free books from past podcast guests to one random person who shares those episodes. This quarter, we're giving away Make Space for Happiness by Tracy McCubbin, Money and Love, An Intelligent Roadmap to Life's Biggest Decisions by Abby Davison, and Just Keep Buying by Nick Majuli. Speaking of promoting positive work and sharing good news, I found this good news story from CNN.com recently, and it's entitled, Taylor Swift Gives Life-Changing $100,000 Bonuses to Eras Tour Truck Drivers. And to help me read this article and share the good word once again, I'm happy to be joined by my son, Calvin Hill. Welcome back to the show, Calvin Hill. How are you? Hi. 
Good. Good, good. Well, you want to get into the story? Yeah. All right, let's do it. On the eve of wrapping the U.S. leg of her wildly successful heiress tour, Swift on Monday thanked a slew of crew members who have done serious heavy lifting on the road with her, among them the tour's truck drivers with a hefty bonus. Swift stunned the tour's trucking staff by giving each trucker a check in the amount of $100,000. Michael Schirkenbach, founder of CEO of Denver, Colorado-based show motion trucking company, told CNN. Showmotion is one of the two transportation companies used by the tour, he said. My company handles transportation of the stage and structure, pretty much the skeleton that everything hangs on at the concert venue. While Schirkenbach declined to disclose how many of his staff received the six-figure bonus, he said it was a total of nearly 50 members of the combined trucking crews. The generous amount, he said, far exceeds the standard expected bonus the typical amount is five thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars each so this large amount is unbelievable but more than that schirkenbach said it was a life-changing amount of money These men and women, they live on the road. They sleep during the day and work all night, he said. It's a grueling task. They leave their families, young children, for weeks. For Taylor's tour, they've been away from home for 24 weeks. To receive $100,000 is a down payment on a house or college tuition for a child, he said. Look, fair wage doesn't put you in a position to buy a home, but this opens up that possibility. Schirkenbach said his drivers were flabbergasted when they were called into what they thought was a routine production meeting on Monday. It was anything but that. Then Swift's father, Scott Swift, made a surprise visit. The Taylor family is always present and kind to our drivers, but Scott generally doesn't lead the meeting, said Schirkenbach. Scott gave a speech saying that he had discussed this with Taylor and they thought that it was only right that everybody received a bonus. Taylor insisted on writing a handwritten note to each driver and added a wax seal on the envelope with her monogram. Each envelope started at the amount of the bonus. The drivers didn't want to be overly rude and look at it, but one looked and thought it said $1,000. Another driver thought it was $10,000, and then the third said, well, this has to be a joke. Schirkenbach said, after the letter, the checks were given with the corresponding tax document. In addition to his staff, Schirkenbach said the other tour crew members, including those catering, video, audio, and lighting, also received bonuses. CNN 
has reached out to Swift for a comment. Excellent. Well, Calvin, thank you so much for reading that. I think I gave you a lot of reading there. You did a great job. Good job. Very cool. Let's talk about this. Taylor Swift, you know who Taylor Swift is, right? A singer, recording artist. She's very famous and doing a lot of cool things. She's on track to becoming a billionaire in her 30s. Do you think it's important for billionaires, people who have lots and lots of money, to be generous? Yes, because when people are billionaires, a lot of people like want to talk to them and want their attention because they're they have a lot of money and they should be generous because they might get a little cocky of like having a bunch of money and too many people talking to you. Yeah, so it's nice to to give back a little bit for people who don't have as much. Yeah. I think that's great. Now, if you were a billionaire, do you think you'd be generous like Taylor Swift? Yeah. Why do you think you'd be generous like her? Because when people have a lot of money, just like Taylor Swift, I would be generous and give a lot of money to the homeless and other people that don't have a lot of money. That's very nice, buddy. You you seem to have your heart calling for people who don't have homes, because I know you've given to say Detroit here in our local community. You met Mitch Album. Remember when you met oh, him? yeah. And you helped to give to his charity with your chore money. That's very cool. Now, Calvin, let's flip the script. Let's say you get $100,000 today. Mm-hmm. What would you do with $100,000? $50,000 to charity. Oh, very good, buddy. And then fifty. Thousand dollars of Pokemon. Cards. Yeah! Oh my gosh, you'd have so many. You'd be like swimming in Pokemon cards. <laughs> How much do you think fifty thousand dollars of Pokemon cards would fill up your entire room? No, no, because I would just buy one Pokemon card. Oh, for fifty thousand dollars? Yeah. Why? What's the best Pokemon card that you can get for fifty thousand dollars? I don't know, but it's probably fifty thousand dollars. It's probably something really cool. We should find out. Maybe we'll go on eBay and look. <laughs> eBay. eBay. Oh, is it no good? No. No. eBay gave you that fake not working money shooter. Oh, yeah. And I remember that movie shooter. And then it gave me that Beyblade that didn't oh, yeah. even work. eBay's getting a little junky, huh? Yeah. Forget eBay. Never mind. Don't go on eBay, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Calvin. Thank Unless you so eBay much. eBay works for you and we're just unlucky. Yeah. Maybe we were unlucky and you guys have good situations with, yeah. with eBay. Man, who knows? Maybe, maybe you can use it. If you're watching this, eBay... Sorry, but we're not (laughs) buying anything from you. All right, let's do this shout out, buddy. I want you to help me read the shout out of the month. And we're going to give away an awesome book to somebody who supported our family show, being very generous to us with their words. Okay. So since the last good word, we received three social shout outs. So can you ask Google to pick a number between one and three? Hey, Google, pick a number between one and three. Too. All right. Well, our second shout out of the month comes in from Jack's Financial UK on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you, Jack's Financial UK. They shared an episode with Jade Warshaw about how she paid off nearly $500,000 of debt and created some financial freedom for her family. So Jack's Financial UK, thank you so much for the shout out. I'm going to be DMing you with my thanks. And I'd like to offer you one of those books that we talked about from our past podcast guests. 
And everybody else who's listening, if you want to share your favorite Marriage, Kids, and Money episode on social media and tag us at Marriage, Kids, and Money on Instagram or Facebook or at Andy Hill MKM on LinkedIn, you'll have a chance for Calvin to read your shout out and be a part of our good news sharing that goes on here. And oh. Yeah. Don't you want some cool stuff, right? Oh. That's right. Calvin and I are going to be here next get month. Get the merch. Get the merch. <laughs> get the books. More get like the lately, merch right? merch and get the books. That's right. Get our, uh, what's it called again? Shout out? No. The, Book? The. Podcast? Um, no, the book that you just made, like the. Oh, the course that I made? Yeah. Yeah, it's called Make My Kid a Millionaire. Buyer course. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> All right. Let's do the, you want to do the Carpe Diem quote, buddy? Buy the course. <laughs> Buy the merch. <laughs> Buy our books. <laughs> In the spirit of growth and inspiration, my son Calvin is going to end the show with a quote today from Mark Cuban, another billionaire. Pay off your debt first. Freedom from debt is worth more than any amount you can earn. Thank you so much for reading that, buddy. Here's to creating your debt-free future, everyone. Carpe, Carpe diem! diem! Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs>